punch drunk. The punches weren't really necessary. Maybe they were super necessary. Episode 81 of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast hosted by two dudes who can't fight and know way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host, Lewis, and I'm joined, as always, by the man of the hour, Adam. What's going on, brother? Yo, uh, good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, an unplanned break. Sorry to the listeners, to those loyal ones. Um, yep. I got COVID and it was just shitty timing. And then there was obviously no uh, events in in the week. So it was kind of good timing in terms of a good time to have a week off, but uh, back in action. Um, you, you must be like the only person in Sydney who's got, were you swimming around a, a you know, a COVID lab or what, what were you doing? Nah, that's what I said at the start to him. Like who even gets COVID anymore? Uh, friend of the show, BB, sent me a text and he's like 2021 called. They want their virus back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And then a lot of people I know at, like around are getting into, so I think he's just doing around and it seems to just like every four, four or five months does around and then disappears for five months again. Cause <laughs> literally everyone has it. So it's kind of good timing for me. I've got plans in the next few months. So I w- definitely won't have COVID for a couple of months, which is good. <laughs> yeah. You're like definitely not. I won't because I'm staying the fuck away from any form of test. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> good time to be immune when you get on a plane to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to get a flu shot and maybe uh, a HIV shot if they exist. As well. <laughs> <laughs> you, may, you just want to like, drop yourself into a vat of disinfectant and just hang out in that for a little while. Yeah. The one thing I won't need is Viagra because I'll be rock hard for probably seven days straight. <laughs> just being amongst the, uh, Actually, the now I think fire. about it, hold, hold, the, hold the disinfectant for when you come back from Vegas so you can rid yourself of the filth of that city once you get back to Australia. Yeah. I wonder um, if I'll hate it as much as most people do when I leave because I, uh, I don't plan on, you know, indulging in the dark arts as much as most people do when they visit <laughs> Vegas because uh, I've got to leave a good first impression on uh, most of the Are people you- I haven't met yet. So yeah. so we'll see. Do you, re- <laughs> do you reckon, um, reckon Volkanovski is going to be bothered if you're rifling through his laundry bag trying to get his, uh, his, his, his used socks and jocks or is he going to be cool with that? <laughs> Not if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just take these babies? Is that all right? Yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm the fucking champ. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, spe- that might spe- be a sixth round in the locker room if he loses and uh, I'm sniffing his chucks. <laughs> no, it's all right, Volk. I was just, uh, just going to wash these for you, mate. Get the stains out of them. Yeah, I lost my phone. I thought it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my phone. I lost my mind and I lost my dignity. But, you know. Oh, shit. <sighs> Um, but speaking of speaking of Volk and uh, Izzy, you see they uh, signed a deal with um, Logan Paul. They're now prime boys. Yeah, 
Um, they are now ambassadors of one of the least hydrating hydration beverages on the market. Yeah, I heard a I heard a thing about Prime a while back. Admittedly, zero research. Don't even know where I heard it. Couldn't tell you uh, that it has like an insane amount of caffeine in it. But then I saw one of the bottles on the shelves here. It just says no caffeine. So I don't know if it's a different one in Australia or if that I just heard some bullshit. No, I I, I don't think I don't think it ever had um, caffeine in it. But apparently. Uh, old uh, Jordy Sullivan, the fight dietitian, who you know provides advice to, mm. to to Izzy and Volkanovsky, is not is not a fan of it. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, look, I isn't. I'm sure most of the shit that athletes promote, they don't fucking consume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or this is like, no, I drink this on my day off. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be neck neck in prime on the way to the octagon. Yeah, like as much as Conor McGregor, you know, pushes his whiskey and his. And he's got that beer too. Like, how many fucking beers do you really think that guy drinks? Like, look at this, look at this shape that he's in. I'm sure he's not drinking ten fucking pints every night. No, but I think he's putting away bottles of that whiskey though. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. That's good for you though. <sighs> it's very healthy, especially the uh, the apple one because that's got fruit in it, and as we know, <laughs> fruit is healthy. Have you had the whiskey? I've had a shot of it once. It was, it was all right, but it was also what the apple one or the regular one? Nah, the regular one. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews about the regular one, but to be honest, he's like it's better than Jameson. That's a fucking low bar. Like Jameson is. I hate it. honestly. I think I'm just a. I got a little boy taste bud still because any whiskey I have, I'm like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most most of them to drink like you know unless you're spending a, a bit of bit of money most of them just ju- just drink neat aren't good you mm. got to mix them or at least have them with ice well you got to get to like that 50 60 dollar a bottle range minimum before you get somewhere where you're like oh yeah i could just sit and drink this neat yeah the apple one probably would be nice the i've had like one of the nicest drinks i've ever had and you couldn't have many of them was like freshly squeezed apple juice with whiskey it was honestly fucking delicious um like ice cold apple- yeah. Yeah, apple apple and whiskey goes goes well together. I th- I think actually I think actually Jameson sells premix like pressed apple juice and, and Jameson cans. So Yeah, nice. Good combo. Good combo. We don't do enough alcohol chat considering we're called punch drunk, I'll be honest. <laughs> we should we should uh we should bring that in. Or at least one of his each show just gets rip roaringly drunk. I mean I'm I'm headed to the office to start my day of work shortly, so I don't think it should be me well, personally. Look, mate, I don't I I don't want to say it, but I'm just going to say it. When, when we first started the podcast, you fucking lived in the same, roughly the t- same time zone as me. So uh, we played on, you know, having a few beers every time we recorded. And now we're fucking nine hours apart. So it's it's always going to be the early morning for one of us. So not it's Listen, just- mate, it's, it's in the in the immortal words of Jimmy Buffett, it's five o'clock somewhere. All right. <laughs> so we can we can figure this out. Yeah, if you want to start getting drunk uh, before work, I'm down to drink with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Apple bloody juice, hell. Breakfast juice. Yeah, exactly. Irish bloody Mary's, coffee. bit of tomato juice, oh. Irish coffee, all all good stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. How good? How good though is it? Like on holidays, you wake up, it's the sunshine. You're about by the beach or whatever, and you you just you start your day with. A, with a few morning cocktails and you just ease, ease into action. Is it? It's like, it's one of the best things. Yeah. A, co- a good cocktail, just full stop is like, you're just yes. fucking the best. Um, it's yeah. Alcohol is easily the best drug for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. F- 
facts. Also, yeah, like an an espresso martini. Are you getting that coffee hit mm. with that alcohol? Oh, a, a, a good espresso martini at like 10 in the morning when you're on holiday. That's, that's, that's pretty unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, um, one of those also when you're having a bit of a session and you're kind of getting a bit tired, you're on the you're going down a bit, it's like 5, 6 p.m. maybe, you've been watching the fights all day or whatever, I had a few beers. Yeah, that just gets you, gets you back on track. Yeah, in, in lieu of a few nose beers, an espresso martini <laughs> does the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are more effective ways for sure. But, um, there are, yeah, yeah. You also pay harder for those the next day, I think. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. The uh, you, you pay th- through the through. Uh, no pun intended. You do pay through the nose for an espresso martini in uh, in Sydney these days. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I think you pay. Even you're not getting. You're not getting changed. You're not getting changed. <laughs> You're not getting change out of a 20 for an espresso martini. <laughs> no, um, I can barely afford my rent at the moment. Uh, so, so yeah, an espresso martini is has not been on my menu for, for a few weeks now. A long time, actually. Right. Clip that. New UFC employee can barely afford rent. That's going to go viral. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's just Sydney full stop. It's no, no, no. We're not, Adam, Adam, you're missing the point here. I'm not about context. I'm not about, you know, giving any, any like substance to this. I just want a clickbaity headline that I can, that I, uh, I can run with and uh, get, get some, get well, some clicks and views. As a good segue, I'll give you a clickbait headline. Kai Car of Ooh. France was fucking robbed. How's that for a good clickbait headline? Um, Do you think he was robbed? Yeah, mate. Um, I think robbed is... We, I mean, I, we say this all the time. I think robbed is thrown around too much. And if you got on Twitter, every motherfucker with a New Zealand flag in their bio, who, who's, who, you know, or, or their, you know, their username and their bio uh, says, love, 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 love footy beers and MMA. I'm like, yeah, the most, the most Kiwi men ever. Yeah. It was just, it was like, oh, it was robbed. And I was seeing like Kai won four to one, da, 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 da. Like, let's be honest. It, it was a close fight. I think there were two clear rounds for Kai, and I think there were two clear rounds for Albazi. And I think the first, depending on how you scored the first round, determined who won the fight. Now, yeah, the scorecards were bad because that idiot judge Chris Lee gave Kai the uh, gave the fourth round to Albazi, which no one saw, and that's how Kai um, or Albazi ended up winning the fight. So from that perspective, you might call it a robbery because if he hadn't have done his job correctly, Kai, if he had have done his job correctly, excuse me, Kai would have would have won the fight. However, if you're just looking at round by round and scoring the fight on a, you know, putting the judges' scorecards to a side for a second, it was a very close fight. Kai is probably disappointed. He might have felt like he'd just gotten enough of the cleaner work, but rounds one and two were very close. Round three was the round three was the clearest round in the fight to score. And that was an Albazi round. Four was a Kai round, and five was pretty, pretty, cl- pretty clear to, to Kai as well. Overall robbery, I don't know, man. It was, it was, it was a close enough fight. And to be honest, the first couple of rounds, Kai came out slow. He didn't really do much. Um, he was punching the air a lot of the time. He looked busy. The stats are extremely misleading as well. People keep bringing out the overall. St- significant strikes landed and if you actually watch the fight instead of just going back and looking at the the, the significant strikes 
a lot of them didn't land cleanly, man. A lot of them were off the glove. They weren't really doing much. Albazi was never compromised, not once. And honestly, there was the two or three cleanest strikes that landed in the in the fight might have gone to Albazi. I remember clearly he landed a very clean uppercut. Kai was doing good work with the leg kicks. Ah. I don't know. I, I think Kai, more than he will be disappointed with the judges' outcome, he, he and the team will go back and be disappointed with how little work he did in the first two, three round, first two rounds to what he did in the fourth and fifth. And he, he, he waited. He was too hesitant. And for, for all the talk of, I'm coming, don't blink, I'm coming to knock you out, he was, he was pretty conservative. And it was, overall, it was, it was a pretty disappointing fight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was... Um... I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it was a disappointing fight, but I think it was a fairly even. Like a robbery definitely implies he dominated and got the victory stolen off him. But it's one of those weird ones where I don't think he dominated, but I think like consensus, everyone thinks Kai did. Oh, consensus, he did. I, I, sorry, I don't think I said I scored it for Kai. I, 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 I mercifully, mercifully did not watch this card live. I woke up in the morning. And then as I was going through, I was like, holy shit, I am so glad I did not stay up and watch this one live because overall this card was weak sauce. There was not, not a lot to talk about, but this, and I, and I think by the way, this crazy outcry that we have and the robbery and this and everyone rescoring and debating it, it's because the card was overall pretty shit. There were so few talking points coming out of this card. Everyone's latched on to this one major talking point, which is the main event. I scored it for Kai. I gave him rounds one, four, and five. Albazi was clear. Rounds two and three were very clear for me. And so three to two, you go, yeah, Kai probably should have had his hand raised. But robbery, I don't necessarily think so. And the other thing that I don't think we all take into, into consideration when we watch fights on TV, especially and especially at the apex. Now, this isn't necessarily an excuse for the judges, but I just think it's a consideration. When you watch a fight live in person, how you interpret and the way you see the fight going is so, so different to what we see on TV. And in those in those close fights where no one is visibly rocked, no one is dropped, it's hard to see whether the punches are landing or not. It's, it's a completely different experience on television to what you get in person. In the apex in particular, when the judges can hear every single one of those shots landing, whether they land cleanly or not, whether they're glancing off the gloves. can You can hear the different levels of impact. How are you scoring the significance of that strike? How are you interpreting the level of damage? And so, yeah, uh, it's why, like, yeah, I scored Kai to win the fight, but, I, you know, the the people were just looking for something to be mad about because the card stinked. And stinked? Stunk. Stunk, oh, yeah. Nah. Stunk, the card stinked? Stunk. No, I agree. Uh, it was... It was a pretty average card on paper anyway, but the the fights yeah. kind of lived up to that. You know, we talk about it here all the time, how don't sleep on any card. They end up being amazing. But this one, um, yeah, didn't quite live up to it. I thought if there were some really awesome fights on the undercard and even like on the main card, this would have been a solid main event, but like the whole event ended up resting on this one fight and it just wasn't quite exactly. good enough to, uh, yeah. But... Yeah, I, th- I thought Kai was really unlucky. Um, obviously, it sucks for me because we just want all New Zealand Australian fighters to dominate because it's going to keep me in a job, but it's also going to keep me travelling. If they're in main events, I'm gone. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm extra sad now when an ANZ fighter loses. And uh, there was another one on the card, uh, Jamie Malarkey, and yeah, he had a brutal loss, man, and was the favourite too. Mate, he um, and he was he was fighting like he was the favourite. He was winning the fight. He had it under control. He was fighting a last minute replacement. Who was the name? Who was the guy he was fighting? Um, um, I think was was he one of the guys from Tajikistan? Yeah, he was. And the the, the footage coming out of Tajikistan with uh, <laughs> with um, those um, with those fans there, all in in the in the football stadium watching him, just unbelievable. But he lost to um, who did he lose? Where, where, where is it here? Can't find it at all. Jamie Malaki, yeah. Mohamed Naimov. Um, just just a brutal knockout. Malaki looked good. Short notice replacement. And yeah, man, he just got caught and he got folded like laundry. Mm. And unfortunately for Malaki as well, that completely eliminates him from the Paddy Pimlet sweepstakes as well late, later on in the later on in the year. Because he's the kind of the perfect guy that the UFC, you know, the UFC probably would be looking to bring Paddy back to off an injury. Um, not not a guy that is going to go out there and completely put him to sleep, a guy that probably can't hang on the ground with Paddy, sort of a, a nice matchup. He's gone now because after uh, his last fight, I think he got a win and he called out Paddy. And I think another win here, he could have built some momentum and, 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 and been, been in the pool of names that Paddy might have uh, been been given on his, on his comeback. He's officially out of the Paddy sweepstakes now. I reckon he needs a couple couple more losses to be in the Paddy conversation. Paddy's not going to pick someone who's been winning. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he wants those easy fights until he's on the big money. Uh, but, he's on He's on the big money now. He is on the big money now. Yeah, I, I hope I hope Paddy fights someone. He should be fighting someone like top. I don't like he probably hasn't earned to fight someone top 10, but he just should because he's like people want to see it. And we know he's the obvious him. fight. The obvious fight to make is Matt Frivola steamroller versus Paddy Pimlet. That is the fight fight. to make. Mm. That's a fucking fight. I think they'll definitely make it if Paddy's keen on it. Yeah, and that he's he said he's keen, but he's only literally just started training again after his surgery. He said he's not going to be back till December, so we'll we'll see. Anything else on the fight? He's he's got to show some serious improvements. Mm Ah, there's only one more thing we've got to talk about, and Jim Miller. 39 years old. What a dog. Jared, um, Jared Gordon, previous opponent of, of Paddy Pimlet, the man who helped, who contributed to the uh, absolute drop in popularity of Paddy Pimlet. Um, yeah, man, just, he, he got pulled because he, he turned up at the presser and announced that he'd had a concussion and everyone was like, uh... Yeah, we're gonna pull you from from the fight now. He he had the head collision with Bobby Green. He got knocked out by the headbutt. But I, I guess the assumption from everyone that he'd been medically cle- cleared to fight, and I guess he'd either lied or not been upfront with the doctors or whatever. Because if he told doctors he had a concussion six weeks ago, no doctor worth their salt would have cleared him to fight. And he he you know he just came out and said he'd had a mild concussion. It's like uh. There is no such thing as a mild concussion. It's, you know, you're not, you're not mildly pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. You're either, you've either had a concussion or you've not. There are, it's, there's no such thing. And so. <laughs> Must have been talking that was to it, some I re- NFL doctors, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just, uh, he just got his bell rung. It was a concussion. Just do some smelling salts and you'll be fine, man. And uh, in 50 years, you'll end up in a Will Smith movie. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> With old Dr. Bennett Omalu. Um, good movie. Where we, good, fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. But Jim Miller, man, too, I mean, this fair play to this regional scene kid from Louisiana stepping in on two days' notice. But what are you doing, bro? Coming out, sw- swinging for the fences with Jim Miller. you got to be cool. you got to be composed. you got to give yourself some time to get to the fight. And poor Jesse Butler. Like, I think he said he was th- 31 years old. He's done okay on the regional scene. And he comes into the UFC and he gets absolutely smoked in his debut. He might, if he's lucky, get one more shot. I, honestly, I'd be surprised if he does. They might give him one more shot against someone coming off the contender series just because he stepped in and, and sort of saved the the mat, sa- saved a uh, fight for, for Jim Miller, which I think the UFC probably values quite highly at this point, helping him set all the records. So he might get one more. But you also have to ask yourself the question, if you're coming in and you're getting smoked by a 39-year-old guy, you're 31 years old, you've had 30-something combined amateur and pro fights, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, I understand you've, you you know... You want to make it, man. You want to be a fighter. Da, 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 da. Just get a real job. It's not for you. This is not This is not the career path. This is not what life is going to be for you. You are not going to be UFC champion. And I, it's not, I know it's not necessarily my place to piss on people's dreams, but don't you worry. We're going to talk about the ultimate fighter and I'm going to come and piss it hot on dreams later on. What are you doing? You're 31 years old. Get a real job. So have a word with yourself. People around you need to be honest. You are fighting regional cans, winning shitty trinket belts on the regional scene. You're 31 years old. You need to be doing that at 24, 25, and then be getting into the UFC, starting to build your like build your, your resume, win some fights. You're a lightweight at 31 years old. You have no future in this sport at the highest level. Just retire and save yourself the CTE. What are you doing? Yeah, I think um, he's not probably not the only person on the UFC roster who could do, do with the conversation like that. But hey, if everyone did that, if everyone retired at the right time, uh, there'd be no one, hardly anyone fighting. It'd be. But I, I understand the guys. I understand the guys who have been there and are holding on and are still, you know, like oh, just a couple more decent paydays. Yeah, Jesse yeah, Butler probably. Right, yeah. Jesse Butler probably got paid fucking. $5,000 and, and a case of Modelo for getting slept by Jim Miller. And it's like, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, what? It's a week's rent what? in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So, but honestly, pretty, pretty weak card. Pretty weak card overall. Yeah. Um, and, and just one. Oh, right, you go. Go, go. Because I'm going to move uh, on to next week. And I was just okay, going to say, uh, it's kind of weak too. Yes, yes it is. And ladies and gentlemen, we can now confirm Adam has not gone full UFC shill. I was expecting him to turn up with being like absolute hype music, UFC 289. He was going to rip a hype, rip, rip, rip a, you know, cut a, 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 a segment, a hype video for Amanda Nunes and how excited we all should be for watching the greatest woman's fighter of all time. But no, UFC 289 absolutely stinks as a pay-per-view. And in terms of numbers, I do think this is going to sell like it's going to sell under a hundred thousand uh, buys easily. And the only reason 
the the pay-per-view will sell is for Charles Oliveira. Like he's going to be the guy moving the pay-per-view units, the former champion, Charles Oliveira. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, and what, he's the co-main, Benil Dariush, a fight that has been trying to happen for a while now and uh, finally is happening. That's what I was going to ask you. This fight was meant to be last pay-per-view, yeah? Was that right? And then it got the uh, or something like that? So, yes, so it was. So what would have happened if that ha- if that went ahead? Like is it, what would have been on this card? Just, I mean, like would there have been any other fights they could have made? Mate. Because um, it is holding so, up. Um, Stephen Thompson and Michelle Pereira were going to fight, and that's got that's been pushed to two ninety one. Uh, I think is is what what would have happened. But yeah, man, this is whew, there is there is not there is not a lot to to hold this card up. I mean, Eric Eric Anders is on is opening up the pay per view. Like <laughs> he's, he's his last he's he's his. Oh my God. He's two and two in his last two fights with his two wins coming over people who are no longer in the UFC in, in Darren Stewart and Kyle Dorcas. That tells you everything you need to know about Eric Anders and the level that he's at. And the reason why he's on the main card, he's fighting Mark Andre Barrio, who's, who's Canadian. And, you know, he, he's coming off, off a, off a decent win, but he's two and two in his last four fights. It's just like, oh man, there's. So Danny Gay. Danny Ige versus Nate Landwehr is like a solid, solid main card fight on a fight night, or it should be the, you know, the the top of the prelims, the 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 featured prelim bout to to get people going because that's a great curtain jerker. That's a that's a really fun, entertaining fight. Neither of those guys know how to be in boring fights. Super interesting. But that aside, man, this is. This is a tough watch. I've got, I'm interested in seeing Mike Malott versus Adam Fugit. I've only from a like sheerly personal selfish side because I've interviewed Adam a couple of times and he's a super nice guy and I want to see him see him do well. And Mike Malott is an up and coming like a lot of hype around him, Canadian home guy on the card. If Fugit wins that, he 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 takes a big step forward, getting a, a win on a pay per view against the Canadian guy. Going to be a tough fight for him. But man, this is a tough sell. The countdown is going to be fucking awful. It's got, I, I came up yesterday and it was it was the first time in a long time where I didn't go, oh shit, and like sit down and watch the countdown immediately. I was like, ah, I'll watch it like next weekend. Like I'm not even excited to watch it during the week of the fights and the embedded. I'll I'll catch up during the like just on on the day of the fights. Or if I don't, I I, I won't I won't be upset either. Like there is. There is not a lot to entice me onto this card. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know what to say because um, I work for the UFC. <laughs> spin, spin zone computing. Activate shill modes. Spin zone comp must, must be positive about pay-per-view. I... Uh, <laughs> It's all right, Adam. You don't need to say anything. I will. Uh, I will. There's I will. No, uh, I will. Aussie. There's no A and Z fighters on on the on the whole card, so I'm not as scared to to say it's not great because you know that's who I technically am uh, meant to promote the most. So 
UFC 290, four weeks away. He's not scared. He's not scared to say anything because the ANZ fighters can find him in person and physically confront him about the shit talk. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and let's be honest, I could bash a man in the US. <laughs> Oh, that is a joke for all those uh, people that don't understand sarcasm. Um, yeah, man, this is this is. I can't remember a, a pay per view like this where neither of us are like super super keen, and we can't like, <laughs> like we don't even really want to run through the card. You know, there's Charles Oliveira, Benil Darius is is a really good fight, a fucking great fight, and then obviously you've got the goat uh, Amanda Nunes on at the top, and other yeah, than man. that, it's like whatever. I actually, yeah, whatever. I, act, I actually think the next fight night coming up, even though it's at the apex, Vittori versus Cannoneer, top to bottom is a better card. Like, it is a better card than the pay-per-view that they've put on. Poor Canada. Uh, well, 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 we'll end it here then and we'll, t- we'll talk about that next week. Oh, I was going to say, we'll end it here, like, just end the podcast, maybe end our lives. Like, it's just, it's not even worth it anymore. Just <laughs> After International Fight Week, please. If Bulk loses, I'm going to start really worrying that I've cursed the team since I started because we've had two losses. I think uh, I'm trying to think we might have had three losses. Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you've cursed her so badly I she's not even with the company is, anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope they don't drop Malarkey because it's people Carl- Carlos Olberg, biggest win of his career. We yeah. can we can pretty much directly attribute that to you. All right, so we're one from four since I started. We might mm. have to keep track of that. We've got like five mm. of them uh, all on the one card uh, for two ninety. So hopefully we can. Yeah, the An- An- Anzac uh, the Anzac winning ratio. Absolutely, we need to, we need to track that since you've been there. I will say though, since you joined, you did single handedly bring the UFC to Sydney for the next four years, and so I think that gives you some some good cachet and some. I think that's. Yeah. You know, I think you did a really good job there. And I don't think people have given, I, have, I haven't seen enough credit in all the Fox and, and Daily Telegraph articles. The man, the man, you know. It's, you know well, why? I think because I fucking left News Corp for this job and they all hate me now. So That's I'm it. He's been blacklisted. But what we're going to see is like in, in 18 months time, uh, like a tell-all revealed the man, the man behind the mega, the mega millions of the UFC deal. And it'll be a profile and, and you'll have to do it in a dark room somewhere and people have their faces blurred out from News Corp talking about you. It's going to be sick. Yeah, it's going to be fucking great. Uh, that Actually, I don't think I mentioned this uh, last week, but I, I find it pretty funny. It's a bit of a, bit of a dad joke. But the guy, uh, PK, Peter, he's the boss here down under, like the vice president of UFC, uh, Australia, New Zealand, I think is his title. He's my boss, basically. He, probably should know his title. Probably should know his title if he's your boss. Just throwing he, that one out there. Um, is is also bald, right? Just for context. And um, I was, I was like, we're having a joke about how, like, you know, everyone's gonna you're gonna get turned into a meme after this press conference because, um, like, everyone's gonna be like, who is this guy? Anyway, he told me he's like, that's already happened. That all these people call him like on Twitter and stuff call him Gedana White because he's like. The Aussie Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed me this meme. It literally just says, uh, uh, 
something, something, Gadana White from Down Under. And, like, it's just a photo of my boss. I was pissing myself laughing. Like, I was, like, I was like thinking, like, Dana from Down Under. I had all these, like, ideas in my head. And then Gadana White. It's just, fuck, internet wins every time. Gadana White. Uh, perfect. perfect. But, uh, yeah, no. I had a little chuckle at that. Superb. Superb. We want to talk about right. tough. Let's do it, man. A whole lot of hype, obviously. The uh, the return of, of Conor McGregor to UFC programming. <laughs> Michael Chandler, two big personalities, two big people who can, you know, draw people in. Their personalities, their their fighting styles, everything about them makes them compelling television. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed the first episode because it was the return of Tough and quickly realized that there's been no innovation, no development, and it's the same tired product. The fight was okay. Like, it was an exciting to see the knockout. The concept, I actually don't mind. The the veteran, you know, the, the UFC veterans, the ones who've been there, been cut, let's call them the rejects versus the up-and-comers. I think that presents a nice narrative there. How, you know... Are, are they, can they still run with the, with the, uh, the young boys or, you know, can they lean on their experience? How that now they've had a taste of the big show, how desperate are they to get back there? What changes have they made? All that kind of stuff. I think that's quite a compelling and interesting storyline, but, but overall, man, they got to, they got to stop with these home videos of the fighters. No one gives a shit. No one cares. Honestly, like we, we're there to watch people fight. We're there to see them be in the house and we're there to see them train in the coaches, I, I don't need to see someone FaceTiming their kids and, and 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 crying or, you know, old mate old mate who got knocked out in, in 10 seconds. And it feels out of pocket to be saying this because he's, pro, you know, he's a professional fighter, jiu-jitsu black belt. He's probably nails. He would batter me in five seconds, but I don't really care. He'd been away from his family for like 36 hours and was sat at the table writing, a you know, looking at a photo, sobbing like, bro, like you need to be hard as fuck in this house. You need to be there like with a killer mindset to, to try and get something out of your wavering Mitch Mar- mixed martial arts career. Again, you're 31, 32 years old and, and then you get knocked out in 10 seconds against the UFC reject and you're c- contemplating still going on with a career in fighting. What, what are we talking about here? Why are we, why is this guy on my television? Like this is terrible. Surely there are better prospects out there at 155 pounds than this fucking guy. I reckon I reckon Connor was looking at him like, I so badly want to just fucking roast you right now that you're on my team and I'm, like, I'm just going to support you because that's good for TV. But like, I wish he just went off like he, like he did last time he coached. He went off on people. Uh, yeah. When they, it's just like he got fucking destroyed in seconds. I mean, what was he doing? Like the guy is a striker and he's this jujitsu guy whose striking is objectively dog water. And he like does one session with McGregor. He's like, that's it. I'm good. (laughs) I'm fixed. I'm ready. Put me in with K1 dudes. And he's like, yeah, I think I've learned some stuff. And he's like, Connor's like, we're saying, keep your head off the center line. Boy, at 31 years old, if you don't know to take your head off the center line when you throw strikes... Ain't nothing helping you. And bang, snapped, done, dropped. He he fell in love with his hands after one training session. I was like, no, bro, cover up, close the distance behind a jab and try to get a clinch and force a takedown. That's your only, that's your only game plan in this fight against the guy who's long got power and he and he and he and he offers that. And 
I know it's very easy to sit here on a podcast, but that's that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not I wouldn't gonna, say it's that easy. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I don't know what to say. It was um, if that's the the standard of what the whole season's gonna look like. It's going to be a long watch and we will watch it because it's McGregor and Chandler. 100%. And that's the thing. They've, they've, they've hit the life support button because they really, I mean, the, the, who was going to watch ultimate fighter with Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Can you, can you imagine anything more dense and boring than watching those two try and coach? Oh my goodness. I just, Oh God, just truly awful. And then I thought that they would at least change the format or do something a little bit different. The one thing I did like is we didn't have to go through the absolutely torturous, painful uh, draft of picking fighters and they just got them as blocks of veterans or prospects. I thought that was cool. Um, but that was quickly gone. It was like, all right, that's done. Cool. The house looks the house looks good. The house looks fun. This is what it, the, what made the old Ultimate Fighter great was they just put the cameras in the house Everyone got drunk and it caused chaos yeah, and it was awesome. Exactly. It was like <clears throat> Kardashians for men. It was yes, exactly what it was. That's what it was. And now it's it's all this rubbish. I always and said that if the if the end of every Keeping Up With The Kardashians episode, there was a cage fight, I would that would be my favourite show that ever existed. For sure. And that's basically what The Ultimate Fighter was for a while. Like, yeah, it's just drama, I, I, drama, drama. But at the end, they genuinely fucking fight in a cage. So you're like, I'll deal with this petty bullshit because I know they're going to fucking hit each other soon. Exactly. And the other thing that made Tough appealing as well is that it kind of seemed, unless you were like a super established pro fighter already, it seemed like it was your way into the UFC. And now, you know, you just go on Dana White's Contender Series go or come on the punch strong part or, or, you know, win a title in another organized, like there's way more avenues to get to the UFC now than the ultimate fighter. So the stakes seem so much lower as well. It's like, ah, oh, you won the ultimate fighter. Who gives a shit? You're the same as a contender series guy. You just lived in a house for six weeks and cried. Like, I think it probably that, that just probably means they need to pay the contestants a bit more. And then they can get guys that's like, you know, winning championships, over in Europe or on, on other um, organizations in America or whatever, like genuine guys, and then get them all fighting each other. Um, that would be sick. Yeah, that's what they need to do. They need to go back to do another UK versus Australia uh, smashes style thing or, you know, let leverage the fighters who are doing well in other countries, bring in a bunch of uh, European fighters, do a Europe versus Team Europe versus Team UK or Team Team USA or whatever. Start adding some some different color and context to it, and and make it make it more. Ah, it's just I after thirty one seasons plus all the other ones, like shit, just starts to run stale. And maybe 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 it's just had its day. Maybe they need to shelve it for a decade and bring it back later. I don't I don't know what the answer is, but yeah. I, I, it, I think you're right. It needs a refresh of some sort, and I actually kind of think Countdown needs the same a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, like they kind of just live off everyone being pumped for the pay-per-view. But, you know, like you said, a week like this week, you're not that keen to watch it. But if if it was sort of framed differently, you might kind of watch it. You know what I mean? If it had, if it wasn't just, you know, you know exactly what that is going to be. That's why you're not going to watch yeah. it. But yeah. I'm not, I have no solutions. So <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> 
as far as my critique will yeah, go. That's fair enough. It's, you know, most of the time when we complain about things, we don't actually have, uh, you know, critique to offer offer replacement ideas. But you know, this, this countdown feels, you know, countdowns usually like, oh, it's counting down towards the event. I'm so excited. This is like a bomb countdown, like tick, 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 tick towards the do- the impending doom. It's a very negative connotation. This countdown. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that 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 Oliveira uh, Dariush fight will be fucking great, though. Who, oh, who that's, do you think's that's... gonna win? I don't think we even gave our picks. No, we actually we actually we actually didn't. We were so disheartened with the whole card. That's that's the the, the crown in, in in the jewel in the crown, rather. Um, man, Dariush is so so underrated, mm. and I actually don't know if Charles wants to go to the ground with Dariush. Dariush is so good down there, and he's so he's so physically strong. He's got that. He doesn't look like it, but he's got that crazy like dad strength and he just he's just spent his career just grappling and wrestling people and who's Charles is a bit slighter than him at the moment well this is the thing man Darius is like he's got the the bit between his teeth and it's like Charles has reached the mountaintop and we see so often that once you get there and you've done that and he knows how tough it's going to be to beat Islam at the top there it's like is is he quite there is he is he giving it his all does he have the same hunger on the way up it's going to be, I still, I still lean Charles just because I think he's a better striker, but I would not be shocked at all if Darius pulls this one out of the bag because he's just, he's just been on this journey and it just seems like he won't be denied no matter who they put in front of him. It's like, they just, they're just trying to find an excuse to not give old Benil a title shot. Yeah. And it just, he just keeps knocking them out the way. I mean, he's on like a, I, I think a he'll 10, win. You think he wins? Yeah, I think so. Um, on an insane fight, uh, fight uh, win win streak right now. The last guy he lost to was Alexander Hernandez. Like you put them in the cage together now, and he absolutely murks him. He's pulled off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight win streak. Wow, which is extremely hard to do at 155 pounds. Yeah, I think he's the man. I think, and you know what's even crazier than that if he wins this he probably still won't get a title shot because i reckon if volk wins and beats rodriguez he's gonna be like i want i want to go and 155 and everyone including all of us fans are gonna be like we want to fucking see that every day he'll get it if we can forever so like and i'd say that it'd probably be fight islandy abu dhabi time Oh, that Absolutely. that'll be it. That'll be that'll be yeah. that'll be the main event, Fight Island, October, October twenty yeah. second or twenty third, whatever it is. This so, Benil Darius can pull this off, deserves a title shot, and he pro- he won't get one for a year nearly if he gets one. Crazy, ridiculous. And, but- which means. Yeah, he'll probably just fight again, and so he has to beat yeah. someone else. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just he'll just keep going. <laughs> and then the thing is, if Volk beats Islam. They're gonna It'll be a rematch. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? Darius, Darius is in, in one one of those dreams where he just he's just running, but he's just not going anywhere, and 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 he he's trying to chase someone down. He just can't get there. Leon got there though eventually. Like that kind of happened to Leon Edwards. Yeah, and, yeah, he um, he did. It took him took him took him time, but if he no, look, if he keeps it, so. winning, if he keeps winning, and if he keeps mur- like murking people, he will get there eventually. And he has got no, great hair though, so time. It's 30, 34 years old and uh, time waits for no man. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, I think he wins that. 
And no, it's, I guess no, it's the I, same for Charles. Like, if Charles wins this, he's not getting a title shot. And he probably sees that and he's probably just like, just give me money. No, but I think I think there's – it's an easier sell to, to say to Volk, listen, mate, you're going to have to wait a second. Former champion, he's done what he needs to do. If he runs through Dariush and looks spectacular, he can probably sell a narrative of, like, bad weight cut – but you know, was wasn't right mental da, 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 whatever. He can prob you can probably Maybe, um, but Volk pushed Islam further than any of those boys. Oh, a hundred percent. I I I don't disagree. And if but Volk I'm just obviously saying, we're assuming Volk beat Rodriguez. If he lost to Rodriguez, it's a different story. But if he beats him, it's like I there is no one for me to fight below. And if I he, took the chance. If he loses to if he if he loses to Rodriguez, it doesn't matter. The UFC's over. Like the podcast's <laughs> over. You quit your job. It's all done. I probably get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on probation. Yeah, Adam, so if, if Adam, loses, Adam's, Adam's, Adam's career is tied ever, I'll be gone. <laughs> Adam's career is inextricably tied to the fortunes of Volkanovski. Uh, in a in a strange way, it actually is, which is um, cool. I love that because I'm already obsessed with these boys. I already cry if if Izzy loses, so cry even more now. Um, no, I'm not going to get a pay rise next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if the more Aussies uh, that are, you know, contending for titles, pay-per-view fights, the more travel I'll get to do. But also it'll mean the bigger our team will grow and blah, blah, blah. So it's just I need every, I just need wins, wins, wins. Jack Della, I'm riding him even harder now. Fuck, I hope he, <laughs> he gets up there. I, I think um, – no, I don't want to – we're going to go on a tangent. I keep talking about him. Yeah. Let's wrap, let's, let's, uh, wrap things up, buddy, and we'll be back to uh, review next week a electric episode two of Ultimate Fighter Season 31 and the greatest pay-per-view in living memory, UFC 289. Look forward to that. <laughs> I reckon we will. We will. This is the one. I hope so. I hope so. I hope yeah, we're extremely wrong. Fuck, it's for, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it's in Canada, Vancouver. Yeah. So that crowd will be fucking but first time, First time back in Canada for, for years. Yeah. So. so the atmosphere is... Definitely going to be there, and that's half the battle sometimes. The fighters might live up to it. You know, Dana might get in there at the weigh-in and just go, hey, guys, $100,000 bonuses this week. What do you think? Yeah, something like that. Or let, uh, every, uh, you know, at least Canadian get, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Horton's gift cards and poutine. <laughs> oh, I'd take that. Hey Adam, we can give you a raise, or we're going to give you all of these uh, these Starbucks gift cards instead. What do you want? <laughs> nah, fuck Starbucks, but poutine. If you just get me poutine gift cards, <laughs> honestly, gravy on anything, I'll, I'll take it. I'm a gravy man, <laughs> especially hungover. Bit of chips and gravy. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I, I, anyone who watches the YouTube version of this is not surprised that you're a, a gravy man. Please. Look at the state of you. Please, mate. I'm 80, 80 kilos. Oh, the CrossFit's been paying off. I'm a specimen. Yep. So that uh, <clears throat> crack. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous for weight loss. Tremendous. Yeah. No, I just can't afford my rent, so I don't, obviously don't have food. So you don't yeah. eat. <laughs> That's headline number two. Uh, UFC, UFC employee. Black coffee Uf- at the office. UFC employee starves to pay rent. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, if anyone out there listens and lives in Sydney has a uh, spare house that they just have no problem paying the mortgage for and they just want someone to live in there for free, I'll, I'll vacuum it once a week and 
clean. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a deal. That's too good. That's a, how could you refuse that kind of offer? Yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, mate, good to talk to you. Uh, oh, I better do the little spiel. You can find us at Punch Drug Pod on Instagram, Punch Drug Pod underscore on Twitter. Lewis Glover MMA on Twitter if you want to see um, some hilarious videos. Actually, I had a little, when I was working yesterday, I had a little little break between fights and I actually started scrolling your Twitter and uh, some pretty funny shit there. Uh, you're going well. Um, what else? Punchdrunkpod at gmail.com. Punchdrunkpod on YouTube. Like, subscribe, watch us, share us. Uh, Spotify and Apple uh, or anywhere where you get your pods, but give us a rating, uh, please, if you can. Five-star would be nice. Um, have I missed anything? Um, no, I'm just saying we're pushing. We're right there for 100 subscribers on Punch Drunk, and so I'm going to uh, unilaterally announce it right now. Our 100th subscriber will get free ringside seats to the next <laughs> event, courtesy of Adam. <laughs> so make, make sure you sign up yes. and subscribe. 100%. <laughs> You can do that, but um, I can't help you out. Just walk in. <laughs> do your best. Uh, just be like that wanker YouTuber and just walk in and be like, oh, it's just for social, bro. Uh, I might be able to get you a T-shirt or something, though, for 100 subscriber. <laughs> if you can. A used uh, T-shirt. It's just one of Adam's from his personal collection. <laughs> We're doing a giveaway. If there's, I know, any, I, if there's I, any stains on there, that's garlic sauce, all right? That's not, <laughs> not semen. He's got, he's got Volkanovski's used socks ready to give away. Volk sock for the 100th subscriber. <laughs> oh, shit. How could, you, how could you resist? Get on there, hit that subscribe button, take us over 100, please and thank you, and let's get on out of here. Peace.